Welcome to They Teach That, a podcast about film, video, and TV production programs in our schools. I'm your host, Kevin Patterson. If you didn't notice in your feed already, this episode is going to be a long one. I'm trying to make up for the fact that I didn't have anything out in September. Uh, You're actually going to hear from two different conversations I had, so you're going to get about an episode and a half worth here. On my last episode, I went through all the happenings of the Student Television Network Convention, which was held in Seattle this past spring. So I hope that episode is able to give anyone who's never been to that convention an idea of what the experience is like and the perspective of what it's like for some of the students that attended. If you know advisors who have never really given consideration to going to the convention, consider sharing that episode with them so they can learn about it. Or maybe you know an advisor that's thinking about attending but is really uncertain of what to expect. Share it with them and hopefully it'll give them a bit more confidence in taking that leap. Also, I feel this is a great time to mention that if you aren't aware, STN has their own podcast they recently started. It's called Say Your Name and Spell It. Love the title. It's hosted by Kevin Matsunaga from Chiefest Kamakaheli Middle School in Hawaii, and it covers all the necessary info you need to know about being involved with STN. They have three episodes out so far and are going to release one each month, so definitely check that out. I really love going to the STN convention every year. I think it's been great for my program. My kids have bonded together during the experience. It's great for me as it's just really helped me as a professional as I I get to network with others. I'd love to see any program get a chance to attend STN, if not every year, perhaps like every other year as it rotates around the country. But the reality is that's just not going to be doable for every school. You might have a student population who can't afford it and raising the necessary funds can just be too much work. Some of you guys are pulled in all sorts of different directions. You might be teaching multiple subject areas or sponsoring clubs or coaching sports or struggling to just get equipment in your classroom to function. Maybe you don't have a lot of students interested in going to the convention in the first place. Maybe they all have part-time jobs or sports or AP classes up the wazoo or there's the ultimate roadblock. Maybe your district or school simply won't permit your class to go out of state. So for some programs, going to something like STN or NSPA or any other convention is just not going to be a reality. But I think it is really important for your program to find a way to be in community with other programs. Just being a member of an organization like STN is a step in that direction. And you definitely don't have to go to the convention to have community. A lot of programs find connections with one another remotely, but it is certainly much easier to make those connections in person. And when I talk about having community, I don't just mean that you as an advisor make friends with other advisors. I mean, that's definitely a good step. But what makes truly meaningful community is your kids being conscious of the work being made by other schools and aware of who some of the kids are at those schools producing that work. That kind of community where your kids are the ones aware of other programs isn't easy to create. I really struggle to find that for my kids. Even with ample opportunity through the internet, kids can easily default into the bubble of their own school, and it's often difficult to get them to care about anything outside of that bubble. It's especially difficult if you aren't able to take them to some sort of convention or conference where they can be in the same room as their peers. And so how do you do it? How do you create meaningful community for your program? Well, if you're limited on travel, then what you have to turn to is your local area. You have to find a strong community with the schools in or around your district. And some of you might be rolling your eyes at that suggestion because there are probably TV teachers in your district who, like the kids at your school, 
enjoy their bubble. Some of them might not be very experienced in teaching TV, so they don't really have confidence and that can make them feel more comfortable just keeping to their campus. But others are excellent at what they do and maybe they do a lot in their job, but because they're really busy with what they do, they kind of see some of these conferences and conventions as just another thing and it's not a priority to them. But as we're gonna touch upon, the teachers aren't who matter here. It's the kids that matter. And creating community for those kids and giving them something to strive for beyond a grade in your class or just beyond anything at your particular school is just gonna be really important. So today's episode is all about a program that exemplifies what that can look like. And in particular, what that can look like on a local level where programs can have a stepping stone for building confidence when competing and in a format less daunting than a conference or convention. And I'm not straying far from home in this episode because this is a program that I grew up with. Okay, drumroll maestro. Terrell, tell them who had our best middle school documentary. And our winner is Lake Gibson Middle School. That clip is from an event called the Polk County Video Awards. It's an annual award ceremony for the TV production programs in the school district of Polk County, Florida. It's an event that recognizes the best video work in various categories of videos produced from around the district. But as you're gonna hear us talk about, it's not just a regular school ceremony. School ceremonies are what parents drag their kids out to for photo opportunities, while at the same time, parents dread sitting through it themselves. In that clip, you just heard a student announce a middle school winner for the best documentary category. You heard the cheers from that middle school and you can hear the jazz band playing as they go up for their award. There's a huge crowd and if you could see the ceremony, you would see about three dozen middle school students from this one school up on stage to be recognized for the award. All of them dressed in formal attire. Some of the middle school boys are even wearing tuxedos. This clip is actually from back in 2005. It was a few months before YouTube was born, and it was even a few months before some of my current freshmen were born, and it was when this event was already in its 13th year. I know there are probably a fair number of districts out there that do something similar, but in nine years of teaching and meeting a fair number of teachers and following other programs on social media, I haven't heard of anything on a district level quite like this program. It's not a conference, the contests aren't done on the spot, Schools submit their best work they've made throughout the year in categories ranging from short film to new show, and the best in each category are celebrated as a ceremony that spares no expense. It's full of glitz and glamour and feels about as close to the Oscars as you can get for a school event. I know this because I was a student who went through this program, not just in high school, but in elementary school as well. And we have one more elementary school daily new show champion. Rachel, who is it? And the final winner is North Lakeland Elementary. That was my school winning the best daily news show category when I was in third grade. It was the spring of 1998, and I remember the whole event just feeling like a really big deal. Like winning that award to us as a program just was huge. Since that time, this program really instilled in me a sense of taking pride in what I do having spirit for my school, and competing to the highest standard. And having that available on a local level can potentially be a lot more motivating for students. 
The downside to state or national contests is that often winners are announced online in a kind of unceremonious fashion. That's not to say there's a better way to do it. It's just the nature of it. And with that format, there just isn't the chance to be celebrated in person. As prestigious as a national award itself is, you basically just find out that you won online and you can kind of make a big deal about it in your classroom, but that's about it. There's no acceptance speech in front of an audience. There's no big moment in the spotlight in front of others. It's a different story, obviously, at a convention, but when you aren't able to travel to a state or national convention, a local competition affords the opportunity to have something tangible. And that's a formal occasion where students can be highlighted in front of their peers. And while it's not all about winning, when your kids do accomplish something great and when they do win some sort of contest or competition, getting to celebrate it with a moment like that is incredibly meaningful for kids of any age. And so my guest today is someone who was both a student and an advisor within this program. His name is Andrew Gash. Up until last year, Andrew was the advisor at Kathleen High School located in Lakeland, Florida. His campus is a stone's throw away from Interstate 4, which connects Tampa and Orlando. Lakeland is itself centrally located between Tampa and Orlando. It's a sizable city with a population of about 110,000. But most of Polk County, where Lakeland is located, is considered rural. It's known in part for phosphate mining and agriculture. There's no major city in Polk County. It's just not the area you would expect to put an emphasis on scholastic broadcasting and filmmaking. And yet that's exactly what their school district has done for nearly three decades. George Jenkins High School, which has won two STN Film Excellence Awards in the past two years, is located in Lakeland. And also from Lakeland is Lake Gibson Middle School, which consistently excels in the middle school categories in the STN Nationals. We'll talk some about the program Andrew has built over the past nine years at Kathleen, but most of our conversation will center around the countywide video awards. I did something different with this episode, and in addition to my conversation with Andrew, I used some clips from an interview with the founder of this program, Mr. David Yates. I had a discussion with him back in 2013 and recorded it mainly just to play back for my own benefit. I was picking his brain at the time as I was attempting to start an awards event in my own district where I work. In revisiting that conversation, I felt there were some segments that would be really beneficial to include in this episode. They provide some nice insight and philosophy on this particular event. So on a few occasions, my conversation with Andrew will transition to a clip of Mr. Yates. The audio quality of Mr. Yates isn't bad, it's just not ideal since the recording wasn't intended for radio, but I think some of what he says is really worth sharing. Amongst what I discuss with Andrew in this episode is how having a well-produced award ceremony for your district can really inspire students. I was just in awe over the whole thing. I don't think that, that, that my school went up you know, one time the whole night. I mean, we, uh, may, maybe once, uh, but, but it, it, it didn't matter, right? Because even though you didn't win, you saw how exciting it was for the students in the schools who were winning and you knew that that's where you wanted to be. How you can think outside of the box and how you produce your broadcasts. But when you've got an audience of high school students uh, or middle school or elementary, right? They're not necessarily an audience who wants to sit down and watch a traditional news show. That doesn't capture their interest. And so uh, the challenge and also the fun part for us was finding ways to 
present the news, like you said, right? But to do it in a creative way that captures their attention and kind of takes them on a journey. And the culture of programs within this district and the type of content they make. Don't start with the look. Don't start with, with the visual aspects. Start with the information because that's the core. And if you start outward and build in, you're, gonna, you're, you're, you're always gonna be focused on the wrong thing. Start inside, figure out what information that you need to convey, whether it's because you have a great sports team and you wanna talk about sports, or your art class is doing something really neat, or there's a new academic initiative, or you're just wanting to teach the students a little bit more about the, you know, the, 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 the periodic table, whatever it is, right? What information do you want to convey? And then from there, how can you do it the best way possible? We talk about how some of the new shows produced in Polk County are different than what you might see from other schools around the nation. As Andrew just kind of touched upon a second ago, what constitutes a school new show can certainly be modeled after what you see on the local news or on the Today Show or on 60 Minutes, but it doesn't have to be. And if you're in the first few years of building a program and trying to figure out a vision for how your program can do great broadcast content without having that news desk that costs four figures, or a frosted glass background and flat screen monitors, or perhaps even without a studio space at all, then this conversation might give you some guidance. I think everyone will get some meaningful takeaways from our discussion, in particular, some ideas for what might inspire your students. So finally, without further ado, let's get to it. I am live in person with Andrew Gash. Uh, Andrew is a uh, teacher here at Kathleen High School in Lakeland. Uh, although he is, after this summer, he's moving on to uh, another position. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit here in just a second. But um, Andrew, why don't you introduce yourself really quick and tell us a little bit about who you are? Well, thank you, Kevin. It, yeah, it's great to be talking about this. Yeah, my, uh, my background has always been in television and film. Uh, I was introduced to it as a middle schooler. So I have a firsthand appreciation of what programs like this at a, at a uh, public education level can do to to drive students and to, and to drive people into this field. Um, so I went to college for film and media production. I've earned my Master of Fine Arts degree in digital cinema, and I've uh, been the advisor here at Ignition Television at Kathleen High School in Lakeland, Florida for the nine years. Um, we have just blossomed as a program. We've kind of gone from from the bottom of the barrel with a upstart program that needed a lot of attention because it had been dormant for a number of years. Uh, and throughout my time here, we have grown it into a program that's not only won uh, high prestige at the district level, but also has won uh, awards such as best short film and, and top news show in the state of Florida. So uh, it's, uh, it's just been an honor to be here. I've learned a lot. The kids, of course, have have inspired me to, you know, to, to stay at the, at the top. And, uh, uh, it's just, it's just been a wild ride. So I'm excited to kind of tell you about it and also talk about how the County itself has inspired some of the, the best moments of my teaching career and has continued to help students, uh, learn to love broadcasting and film. Awesome, man. So before we get a little bit more into that though, um, I'm kind of curious Tell us a little bit about the state of your program prior to you starting in, I think it was 2010. You sure. In, uh, you say it was, it was dormant. And what does that mean? What did it look like? And you know, the year before you were here, can you give us an idea of like what this class might have been like and uh, you know, how it's I, evolved since then? Absolutely. 
So as you said, my program when I first arrived here in 2010 was dormant. Uh, the Kathleen High School television production program actually started sometime around 91 or 92. But when I arrived in 2010, it had been uh, shuffled around through the various uh, elective teachers and, and, you know, substitute teachers. There had not been a focused uh, instructor in the classroom to bring that program what it needed. Um, so before I arrived, they were airing a new show maybe once every two or three months, if that. Uh, the state of their studio was, it was a couple of classrooms that had a little connecting door, but uh, the equipment was piled into a corner um, the, 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 when I found their computer systems, they only had a couple of iMacs. One of them was, was covered up with a trash bag with an air conditioner vent dripping on it. Um, and I spent the first week being, uh, the first week here scraping pizza stains off of the, <laughs> off of the CPUs. Um, <clears throat> so the program, needless to say, had not really had any love in a, in a long time. Um, and, and that was evident by the fact that, that nobody knew, nobody watched it uh, because there was nothing to watch. So I had the, the challenge and also the opportunity to work with a blank slate. The challenge being nobody expected anything. So you had a bunch of students who joined the class who were expecting to do what they'd already done, which was nothing. <laughs> it was a class where you could join and just kind of hang out and have fun and record funny videos on, on the computer. Um, so they certainly weren't expecting somebody to come in who actually pushed them to do any work. But at the same time, the school was open to seeing something brand new. And that's what we had the chance to create. And that's what we did create. Very cool. And I imagine part of what helped you to create that uh, was this county program that we're going to focus a lot on today. It's uh, called the Polk County Video Awards. And before we really talk about that, let's well, let's describe what Polk County is. Like we're in Lakeland, Florida. So uh, Lakeland, if you want to find it in the state of Florida, you could basically put your finger on the s most central part of Florida and it's right there smack dab in the middle of the state. Um, so let's describe a little bit Lakeland and Polk County. And because, you know, this isn't a county that, ho you know, there's no major city in Polk County. Um, it's kind of just, you know, it would be kind of in the middle of nowhere if it wasn't for the fact that Interstate 4 goes right through it. So we're along the I-4 corridor. Um, but, you know, let's just describe a little bit the area that, that, you know, your school resides in. Yeah. Polk County is, is certainly, um, a diverse area. You, you've got, uh, your, uh, higher income families, you've got those areas and you've got other, got other, uh, have other, um, uh, areas of the county that are, that are very poor. Um, and that, uh, you have title one schools and have families who need a lot of assistance and everything in between. Um, so Polk County is certainly diverse in, in the types of environments that students are going to school in, some very agricultural, some uh, more focused on industry and technology and the arts. Um, but as far as ITV, Instructional Television, which is this program that was started in uh, late 80s, early 90s, uh, by David Yates and, and by the, the district superintendent at the time, um, it was a program that was inspired by what, if I remember correctly, in my conversations with, with David, uh, inspired by what they observed in California. They were, he was, David was sent over to California to kind of look at some of the programs that were being established over there. And this, this broadcast of a daily news show to help uh, bring the schools, you know, boring over the intercom announcements to a much more vivid and, and, and vibrant uh, visual presentation is something that really captured him. Uh, and he, he brought that back to Polk County, and the superintendent said, yes, we, let's do that here. Uh, 
So that's why as much as Polk County is surrounded by other counties that you would think, especially with Orlando and Tampa and, and, and these, these um, <clears throat> mainstream media you know, areas, you'd think that they would be one up on technology and broadcasting, particularly in the classroom. But no, it's, it's Polk County. And I always tell people that it's not what you'd expect. But when you visit schools in Polk County, you will find more often than not a working television production studio. Um, some of them are arguably the best studios in the state uh, just because of the, the level of, of equipment and, and the level of, of, of uh, space that has been allocated to letting students create. Uh, we're sitting right now in, in, a, a, in a space that has uh, not only a, huge, a, a, a full-size classroom, but also three editing suites with 24 or 27-inch iMac computers, and then beyond that, a large studio, room enough for three different sets, and, and then a storage room behind that. I mean, it's a great facility. And you walk in, and everybody goes, wow, where was this when I was in school? You know, um, Because it's not what you'd expect. But here it is, right in Polk County. Yeah. Well, hey, Polk County is home to Legoland, though, so that is... Polk County does have Legoland, yes, but we were first. ITV came uh, <laughs> before Legoland. Yeah, I would definitely say it's it's countywide. The programs are more consistent than in probably a lot of other counties because there are schools that I'm familiar with from around the state, but they might be one of only one or two schools from their district that really kind of have maybe a a functioning or thriving program. Um, you know, the schools down in Miami that you know, there's a lot of powerhouse programs down in in that part of the state, but elsewhere around the state, I you know, Polk County is. Overall, in terms of the TV production programs, it's pretty consistent across the board, um, and that's that's largely in part because of the Polk County Video Awards, which right. is what I want to kind of talk about a bit. What's made it so? What, what's made the Video Awards um, possible is because every school had the opportunity to to have a TV program, right? Um, whereas now uh, districts can somewhat become you know, they're focused on, okay, this school's going to have this program and this school over here is going to have a different program. And so those schools aren't really competing because you just want to have variety. Um, your workforce education, you know, would say that maybe a couple of schools will do agriculture and they'll be very strong in that. And a couple of schools will do robotics and they'll be very strong in that and aeronautics and drafting and whatnot. Um, but when ITV started in, back in the early 90s uh, or late 80s, every, I mean, it was an initiative across the county. And so because every school was doing it, um, the, the, the county awards were, uh, were big and vibrant, you know, because you had every, every school was invested in being the best because every school was doing this. Uh, and that's not something you can say for most counties. Most counties, you're right, would have only a few schools that focus in this area and other schools focus on other things. Um, but it's pretty amazing what happens when you put something like this in every school. And the fact that journalism and broadcasting and communication can be a valuable asset to every school uh, makes it even more of an asset to that school to invest in a program like this across the county and not just in a couple of, of locations. Yeah, I, and I think that's something to, in today I think it's probably easier to probably put these programs in every school because the technology has become a little more democratized. But Back when you know things were kind of when this program started in the early '90s, yeah, that probably wasn't necessarily as much the case. And so, um, yeah, so this, uh, so let, let's take a step back a second. Let's talk about ITV. Let's describe what ITV is, 
because I have not heard of any other district. I mean, there are other districts that I'm sure have a, a department like this, but um, you know, this isn't something that the district I live in really has. And uh, let's talk about the instructional television department and what that department is and, and you know, how that department kind of was able to start up uh, this competition, which we'll describe here in a little bit. So what is ITV first? Let's describe ITV. ITV, Instructional Television, is a department inside of our district whose sole focus is to support and foster the instructional television programs that are in the schools. And they do that in a variety of ways, but the two, I think, main tent poles would be uh, in, in technical support, right? Um, actually, three, I, I should say. Uh, technical support, um, education as far as training, and then the video awards, which is a, which is an opportunity to take the the technical support and the training, right, and then to demonstrate what you what you've been able to accomplish. Um, so the ITV uh, district office uh, has a staff of you know any, it depends. There, there's student workers, but there's at least a dedicated staff of of, of uh, four or five different people, uh, uh, led of course uh, for many years by David Yates. Um, and their job is because and because there is a TV program in so many of our schools. We have about 160 schools, and there's a TV program in many of them. And so, because that is uh, such a large part of the county, the county has dedicated a staff to being able to support them. And supporting them looks uh, looks um, looks like this: if, if a school needs help with uh, technology, then then the ITV staff can. Can sometimes they can provide that technology, or sometimes they can work with the school administration to say, "Okay, this is what your ITV staff needs. How can we either help you get that, or maybe we can match it? If you get this, you know, you buy one thing, we'll buy something else." Um, they they help support the schools and the teachers by uh, providing that technical resource and knowledge to be able to to uh, construct their studio. Here's where all the wires go. Here's how to you know use this camera. Here's how to how to use this software. Um, they also support the ITV classrooms through a curriculum. Uh, their job is to uh, help the teachers understand what they should be teaching and when they should be teaching, and also make sure the teachers themselves know what they're teaching. So they offer workshops in the fall and the summer that are free to teachers and students, and they learn uh, the technical skills and uh, software skills, like in Final Cut Pro and Premiere and Photoshop and Motion um, and After Effects, but they also will learn skills about the classroom management, how to manage a television studio, how to develop a new show ideas, um, there'll be uh, um, hands-on workshops uh, for, for anchors, how to anchor, how to, uh, how to produce a short film, how to produce a music video. So there's a large educational aspect of ITV that's helping to, to kind of boost not only the teacher's knowledge but also the student's knowledge. Um, and then, of course, the video awards. And the video awards are this motivational aspect of ITV because they've realized that we don't just want to give the students the opportunity to create. We also want to give them an opportunity to show what they've created um, and to push themselves to be the best that they can be. And so naturally, one of the best ways to do that is to develop a competition, uh, which is what they've done. And because this district itself is so strong in this area, the competition doesn't have to reach outside of the district in order to have some of the best entries you've ever seen. And so thus, we have the Polk County Video Awards. And arguably, what wins at the Polk County Video Awards can easily uh, have, have a fighting chance of winning at a state or even a national competition. And oftentimes, they do. You'll see an entry at our awards that wins, and it also just won in the nation. 
And sometimes, you know, our, our awards are tougher than the national awards. You'll have a, a school that doesn't win at the Polk County Awards, but they still take that entry and send it off to, uh, to, to, to the state, to the, to the uh, Fame Awards for Florida or to the STN Awards uh, nationally, and it'll win. So the Polk County Video Awards are cutthroat, um, but it's just, a, just an, a, an example of the quality level that has been developed in this county. Um, and the fact that if the Polk County Video Awards are any, if you can, if you can align the Video Awards to a national competition and they're winning at both, that that's pretty that's a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, what you just described actually happened my senior year of high school in two thousand seven. It was Bartow Senior High School who had uh, uh, won. Um, well, they they. I think they won in some national competition, but they, they at the county awards, they did not win the best daily news show category. And I remember seeing some of their students rather upset at that um, after the ceremony. But then at the Student Television Network Spring Nationals, they placed first nationally for uh, first place in the uh, daily show. And then um, the national Emmys, which I know they're not technically called the student Emmys, they're called the National, they were called the National Student Television Award for Excellence, I believe was the full title. But in the mid-2000s, for about six years in a row, they were given out awards. And I believe our district won more awards than any other – more of those awards than any other district around the nation. I think over the course of six years, we had won three of them. And so, um, uh, yeah, and so that's de- – what you described is definitely – uh, happen in terms of a school, you know, hey, we won this national award, but then that same entry didn't even win at the county level um, because there might have been something even stronger at the county level that the judges for this competition uh, uh, really liked. Uh, but, you know, let, let's get back to talking about the, you know, let's talk about the ceremony a little bit of the Polk County Video Awards because I think that's really a huge aspect. Because what you're just describing with, with competitions, some other districts are thinking, well, we do this competition, we do that competition, but I think what really is what sets the Polk County Video Awards apart from other things that I've seen across the state or across the nation or other things that I hear about um, is this ceremony that is at the end of the year. And before we get into talking about it, let's play this quick clip of uh, David Yates, who is the, the man who started the ITV department um, and who kind of you know, really uh, – this was really his, his child, this ceremony, and, and um, you know, his brainchild um, – Let's hear him describe and talk about the meaning of having a ceremony and why the prestige of the ceremony matters. When I was at Lake Gibson, uh, it was exciting creating um, the first yearbook. Okay. And so what we did is at the end of the year, we had a ceremony. And we wanted, I wanted to break the publishing company's record for highest percentage of students in a school who bought their school's yearbook, which is like 80%. Mm-hmm. And so, so we had this end of the year ceremony, okay? And it was, in our case, we had music, had the band there, and we had um, uh, a slideshow the first three years, and then we played video. This was right at the advent of, of portable cameras, mm-hmm. you know, not these big hunker studio things. And uh, we couldn't afford, a fr- at first, a uh, camera. So I just went around to the businesses, the few businesses that had them, and, and said, you know, loan, can you loan me? I want to test this out, and then I'll try to convince the powers that be to, um, to, to buy one for our school so we can do TV production as a part of the yearbook. 
there were no there were no rooms wired at Lake Gibson. We had two TVs that I strung together with coax cable in the cafeteria because mm -hmm. you remember then the teacher's thing was in the middle and the two the two others there were two sides okay. to the cafeteria. So. So w when we would film events like Battle of the Braves or Homecoming or the football game, then we would replay them uh, during lunch. That was that was our medium, right? right? Okay. So then at the end of the year, we would string together. We just edited really primitively because you're talking about one VCRs play, the other VCRs record. Mm -hmm. There is no assemble or insert editing. There is uh, yeah. just get this one going, and then and then you practice. So that it, you would try to edit, you know, right on the spot, even mm -hmm. as hard as it was. So it wasn't ugly. And we ended up breaking the uh, the uh, was the, the uh, Delmar Publishing Company. We ended up breaking their record because people really started looking forward to this end of year uh, show when they would see, like I said, first just still pictures on slides, but then video. Of all during the year, you know, video scenes, you name it, band. We filmed everything that moved, and uh, we had we we had the gym. There was no no uh, auditorium, right? Then, yeah, right? That, was, that was brand new when I started there. So the auditorium was like yeah, no. uh, for a while. So we were in the gym, which was kind of ugly because gyms are not conducive to uh, nice events. And we dressed up. Um, we get the sheriff. They loaned us police cars and. Um, and actually uh, 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 handcuffs, we would come into the gym, we'd get everybody there, and then my staff and I, wearing tuxes, mm -hmm. um, would come in with, <laughs> this is so overkill, but, but it was part of the show, right? Mm -hmm. With the, year, the first uh, the uh, yearbooks, not just the first year, but then the, those next three years, they would be on velvet pillows, uh, where, and they were, there were briefcases that were handcuffed like you, they were the codes for the nuclear bombs, right? But the idea was to build up the suspense and the interest for this end-of-year show, to use that as a stimulation to, to actually buy yearbooks, because if you bought a yearbook, you got into the show free, and you got your yearbook that night. And everybody else had to wait till the next day if right. we had any left over. See, right. we wanted to be not simply, uh, okay, go get your yearbook, go down to the closet, yeah. and, and somebody's going to pass it out. We wanted it, this big show. We invited people from the community, and and like I said, we had the band. We we put thousands of balloons up in the rafters, and then we tied strings to them. We did uh, Christmas lights that would light up and say 1982 legend, like you know the apple going up in Times right, Square. Yeah. And so, so what we wanted was ultimately the end of the year was a motivation, Kevin, for for the whole year right. is what it was. Okay, all right. So there's factor number one. I'd had that success at Lake Gibson. Uh, we sold. We were. I think maybe eighty. We got as high as eighty-seven percent of the student body. It was unheard of. Bought. A school yearbook. Most wow. schools were 50, 60 percent, yeah. and there we were at 87, and it got out in, in the company, and they came down to see. And um, all right, so number two, uh, Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. Academy Awards is a formal event. It's one of the highest rated television shows of the year. People watch it for different reasons. They want to see how their movies did. They also watch it to see the stars. Right. They also watch it to see the the highest production values because these are the people who make. 
movies and TV shows. So, you know, so the graphics, yeah. right, the set, they're all unbelievable. And um, in, 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 in that, the Academy Awards has been motivational in the Hollywood community. You know, it, it's it's the ultimate in that field. You you, you make a movie, and, and of course, since then we've we've got the Tonys, we've got the Emmys, and we've got the Grammys. So we have variations of it. But what are they all designed to do? Give the people of a field, a discipline, an end target in front of their peers, right? That showcases their work. Well, I thought, okay, we need to have something similar, if we really want to stimulate good quality work, then let's have our own version of the Academy Awards. But I don't want just the same old school event. Uh, school events have a, unfortunately, they have a reputation. Mm -hmm. If your child is in that event, it's one thing, is they're singing and dancing on the stage or whatever it is, right? I, right? If they're not a part of that, that event holds no value to you whatsoever. And people groan when they get invited by friends or relatives right. to go watch the neighbors, you know, whatever it is like that. So I knew from the beginning I wanted Hollywood's production values to the extent we could bring them off, right? I wanted class, class, and more class. I wanted people to, to dress up because that's what they do at the Academy Awards. We've always had a red carpet. We've always had those... You know, those stanchions. Mm -hmm. So even before we, we, we kept trying to go up with our production values, you know, unless you've been there, it's kind of hard to describe. Right. And it's, like I said, Kevin, school events have a perception. They have a stereotype, right? So that's all these people can think. The people from Apple now who always come, and they come, three or four of them come every year. The first time it was like, you're kidding me. I, I just, you said it was classy and you said it was, you know, different. We, we bill it as, where's my invitation here? A school event like no other. It's the way our students conduct themselves. It is the formality of it and it's their excitement and passion. Mm -hmm. The Ledger a long time ago called it a cross between the Academy Awards and a pep rally. And I think it's a wonderful you know, pep rally. What are they? They're about passion and enthusiasm, right. and and so you hear. My it, goodness, because even at the Academy Awards, sometimes you know, as much as they put on the smiles, I'm sure a lot of the people that are even in the Academy Awards are thinking, "Man, I don't want to be here." <laughs> I mean, Woody, Woody Allen never goes to the Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah, some. He's won like six Oscars, and he never goes because he hates things like that. Yeah, so it, it is important that they, you know, kids actually want to go. All right, so uh, I want to hear what you have to think about, you know. This ceremony, and, and if you were trying to describe this ceremony to somebody, Andrew, like somebody who's an outsider, how would you describe what this event is like? It, it, it is high class all the way. Uh, David was right when he talked about the fact that, you know, you see students and parents and they're, they're, they're not coming in in shorts and flip-flops. I mean, you've got students who are, you know, in their full tux or the ladies in the, in the dresses and, you know, they got their hair all done. And I mean, every, everybody is, is dressed to the nines um, for this award ceremony because it, it celebrates not only production, but it celebrates just just the class that that that, that this program has developed. Um, when you walk in to this, it's it's held in a large church auditorium that is uh, is transformed. The stage is transformed, and the the big screens and everything has the ITV logo spinning, and the lights are spinning, and there's a live band that's a student band. Um, 
from another from one of the schools here, and they got a live a live jazz band that's that's playing as people walk in, and and um, you know sometimes there'll be clips on the screen of different entries, and sometimes there'll be uh, at one year there was actually a live correspondent who would be interviewing people uh, from the red carpet, and and in the lobby they have a red carpet, and they've got the the backdrops with the logos, and and and, and it's all roped off, and you can step there and take pictures. Um, it's just 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 when you walk in the door, you know that you're you've entered something very special. Um, and then once the awards begin, this is not a ceremony that has somebody on stage just saying, "And here are the nominees," and they read off a sheet of paper and people clap. And it's you know, you know, I mean, this is this is it, it, the moment that it starts. There's a big you know logo on the screen and welcome to the 2000. You know, the, and 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 the the booming voice comes over the whole auditorium and and everybody cheers and then you've got the hosts and they'll come up and they're in their tuxes and welcome you know and this is a, to celebrate some of the, you know it's just it's it's the whole thing it's what you'd expect of somebody who really has watched all right how do they make things really cool right what do we tune into for the emmys and the oscars and and every other award ceremony how can we do that here and they don't hold any punches you know if, if it sounds cool and we can do that and we can make this event special and that's what we're going to do and then when you're nominated, so the ITV has published a set of, of, uh, of rubrics uh, for each of the categories. And if your school entry meets 70% or higher of the uh, standards for that category, then you are nominated in that category. And if you're nominated, then what they'll do is they'll say, and now here are the nominees for short film. And on the screen there are video clips of each school. You know, I teach at Kathleen. So, of course, when they say Kathleen High School and then the name of our short film, whatever it is. And all the students, they, oh, they all cheer. You know, and it's just, it's an electrifying time. Uh, and then after they do all the nominees, then they have, a st- every school nominates a student of the year, which is one student from that school's ITV program that they consider to be not necessarily the best at any particular skill, but, but, an, but a prime example of what that program stands for. And it's a high honor. And every school nominates one of those students. And so then a student of the year from one of the schools will come up and they'll open an envelope. And in the winner is, or the, you know, the, the, and the ITV award, the ITV award, and there's a drum roll, right? The ITV award goes to, and you know, Barta or George Inc. And of course, oh, everybody cheers. And then as the school is coming up on stage, because the school gets to walk up on stage, and as they're walking up and the jazz band plays a little bit, then all the lights go out, and you see about 30 seconds or 45 seconds of, of that entry. And then by that point, the, the school has positioned themselves on stage, and the lights come back on again. And... Uh, somebody from that school gives a little acceptance speech. You know, I'd like to thank my teacher and the students and my parents and all the, you know, and, and everybody cheers. And that's how a whole night goes. It, 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 so again, it's just like the Academy Awards, except set for elementary, middle, and high school. And it's a time that once you've been there once, you know that you want to be a part of that. That's what it was for me. When I, when I got to my first video awards and I was in seventh grade, right, I, until that point, it was like, okay, this is cool. But when I got there and I saw the energy in that crowd and I saw the, the power of what these entries were doing, not only uh, for, for, for the, the, the audience, right, but, but how powerful the entries were for the students because they, they had created this. They wanted this to win. I knew I had to be a part of that. So the video awards are awe-inspiring and extremely motivational. 
Yeah, and just to add a few brush strokes to the picture you just painted, um, it helps a lot when I, part of the conversation that I had with Mr. Yates, this was from uh, six years ago, but he had talked about kind of how the pieces kind of fell into place really well to be able to use, it's Victory Assembly of God is the church that the ceremony is at, um, and to be able to use their facilities. Um, he, he talked about two things. Number one, because it's a public school event, there weren't any overtly religious symbols like around the room there's the podium has like a dove on it and that's really about it um so that was you know kind of a, a big plus in terms of being able to to use that um that uh, facility for a public school event but uh also it helped a lot that the church was invested in their their media okay they you know they've got these big screens um and it's it's ideal for an event just like this you know for being able to show the entries um and you were just talking about the the cheers that you get from the students, not just when they win, but when you just their name is called because they're nominated for a category. How you hear if you if you go on and watch the the the, the uh, ceremonies that are posted to YouTube, you would hear every time the school's name is called these this this loud cheer from out in the audience of that whole group. And what's really I think big about this event is it's not just the students who like oh okay that two students maybe worked on that video. It's not just those two students who are there. It is an entire class who is there. And when a school wins for, you know, like I say, they win an award for best commercial, it's not just the three students who won that award who are going up on stage. It is the entire group that goes up. The entire class, essentially, that is there is up on that stage. And from some schools, you're talking about a massive size group. I mean, this is a, a well-attended uh, event. Um, you know, the crowds are huge and it's, it got so big that they split it from being an event for elementary, middle and high school all at once. And they had to split it into two separate ceremonies. You've got a ceremony for elementary schools now and a ceremony for middle and, and high schools now kind of combined. Um, so, you know, that just kind of gives you an idea of just the quantity of people that, that attend and that show up for this. Um, but you were also talking about how you as a student, how this event was influential to you as a student. And same thing for me. You know, I uh, was part of a program in elementary school and then went to a middle school that didn't really do anything with TV production and got back into it in high school. Um, so you and I both experienced this program as students um, and now you as an advisor. Let's talk about the influence that it had on you as a student and, and kind of how that allowed you to be motivated and become motivated uh, as a student. And actually, before I get to you describing that, Let's listen to Mr. Yates really quick. He's going to talk a little bit about that motivating factor that it is for students. If you give your students the stars, mm -hmm. right, and don't and you and you preach to them and you inspire them from the beginning that mediocrity is not acceptable, it is not acceptable. Then uh, you're more likely to get better results than if it doesn't matter, if there is no motivation there, right? So it is. Uh, amazing to me, it still is amazing to me, when, uh, how motivational the, the ceremony is because it, as much as I'd like to think that I had some vision for where it might go and how motivational it might be, Kevin, I had no clue mm -hmm. as to the ultimate uh, impact. And I just met with uh, the new superintendent's cabinet and I showed them a clip. Well, they were blown away. I showed them a clip from the ceremony. Mm -hmm. They were absolutely blown away. They couldn't believe the way people were dressed. 
for a school event because these days you come in flip-flops and shorts. Yeah. Parents, <laughs> let alone, right? They couldn't believe the size of the crowd. They couldn't believe the quality of the videos. They couldn't believe the eloquence of the speakers. Your former buddy Alicia mm -hmm. was our guest speaker right. this year. And I had her, I pulled a clip from that. Well, she was just as eloquent as you can be. And it, it spoke volumes about what the program did for her and her poise and her confidence more than I could ever describe it. There she is standing there talking about it. But wherever I go around the district, kids are always saying, okay, look at this while you're here. Look at, look at this music video. Look at this commercial. And the phrase is, is this good enough to win? Mm -hmm. You know, so, so I know that it works. The teachers tell me that it does. The teachers tell me. I try to go to as many of the middle schools and high schools after the ceremony, and I'll bring the, the drives that have their, the entries on them, and I'll go through them with them. I'll say, okay, this is what the judges liked from your music video or your commercial. This is what cost you. Mm -hmm. This is what had you right there with the winner right to the very end or what won it for you. You know, So I don't want to be... I certainly don't want to be negative with that, I don't, but, but I also want to be frank because if I want them to get better and if they want to be on that stage, uh, there's no room for error, you know? And people, uh, when I talk to the kids at Winter Haven, Winter Haven has won a slew right. of state and national awards. And her kids told me, she had told me this before, Pam Mizell had told me this before. And her kids told me, they, you know, we could put all those and the checks, some some come with monetary mm -hmm. prizes, we could put all those in one room or one box or whatever it is like that. And for them, it would not equal the opportunity to walk on the stage at victory. Because for them, that's what it's all about. It's the recognition in front of their peers. All right, so... How did this event as a student, how did it affect you? The awards were probably the single most inspiring event that helped to really push me forward into television production as a student. Um, students are always, I think, uh, eager to be recognized for their work. Um, it's, it's something that, that, that is naturally motivational. Um, so when you see an award program like this, where so much care and effort uh, and, and pizzazz, right, you know, has been put into honoring students, um, then it's just natural that it's going to excite anybody who goes. And so for me, uh, my first award ceremony uh, was in, I, I think the first one that I went to was in 2001. And uh, I was just in awe over the whole thing. I don't think that, that, that my school went up, you know, one time the whole night. I mean, we uh, may, maybe once, uh, but, but it, it, it didn't matter, right? Because even though you didn't win, you saw how exciting it was for the students and the schools who were winning, and you knew that that's where you wanted to be, right? And so the next year, as we set out to create the content that we would eventually be entering into the awards, we had that in mind. All of a sudden, we had this goal that was bigger than ourselves and bigger than just our school. Yeah, we wanted to create something fantastic for the audience who was watching daily, but we also wanted to be on that stage. We'd seen, I had seen, 
you know, students honored and they could step on that stage and the whole auditorium is cheering and, and it's a packed house standing room only and the lights come on and, and boom, there you are standing center stage accepting an award for this video that you've created. And I, I thought, I, I want to be there doing that. You know what I mean? And it was not easy because like I said earlier, we've got so many schools producing this content. So you can't just go off and make a video one day and, and you know, put a little time into it and then you're done. I mean, it's, as, as David said, uh, there's no room for error if you want to stand on that stage. Um, but it, it motivated me as a student to work just that much harder to perfect my craft and create entries that were as much as possible flawless, right? And, and of course, winning is always subjective. The judges sometimes just like something more than they like something else. And that's the case as it, as is with, with any competition, but there's, there's, um, there's still a lot to be said for the motivating power of the awards to, to help students as much as possible do their absolute best to create these entries. Um, and, and like we've discussed, the entries that are created for Polk County because of the high level of competition can oftentimes uh, beat out entries from across the nation. So to say it was motivating to me is probably an understatement considering I, I went into high school and then college and now t taught it and have, you know, all of my education and all of my career has been centered around television and film production. So I'd say it's been pretty motivational. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it sets you on the course for kind of, you know, what the beginnings of your career would be. And, um, you know, I had the same experience. I, you know, I was in elementary school um, when they started this event. And I think it was, it was actually my third time attending. I think it was when I was in fifth grade. Um, and they moved it to this brand, the, 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 the church that they have it at opened up this brand new auditorium. It's got the balcony and everything. So, I mean, this is a, this is a massive facility. Um, and so uh, it just, and just the grandeur of it, I think, is just what really stands out to you as a student. You're right. You see that stage and you think, um, you know, you see those, the, everyone that goes up and just the excitement of it, um, it motivates you to think, I, you know, I definitely want to do that. I, I want to be there. I, I was even in sixth grade and wasn't even, um, actually, no, it was like I was sixth or seventh grade. I think it was, I was sixth grade. It was, it was the year, like I, my program, that I had done a TV production class in middle school and we, didn't even do it. They didn't even do any videos. I never, you know, I didn't even get to make any videos that year, but I convinced my mom, Hey, take me. I want to go to the ceremony again this year. I just want to see it. I just want to see, you know, what everyone does. And so, you know, I'm the sixth grader and got my mom just to bring me to it just so I could see it. Like it was, you know, it's a school event. It's just a school ceremony that even though I had nothing to do with it, I wanted to go just to watch it. I wanted to just to see everything that happened, see the videos that played, um, you know, and that was a big deal. Um, let's talk specifically about some of the, the categories and the, comp the, the, the opportunities that you guys have to actually compete. Um, and I guess a little bit about uh, how those categories may differ and, and how some of the opportunities that you have with Polk County differ a bit from some other um, contests. And the first thing I think I want to talk about specifically is the new show category. Because what Polk County does a really good job of, and this was always Mr. Gates's big thing, is the new show 
is the big daddy. Like the new show category, that, that needs to be the, the number one motivating thing. And when I was in third grade, our program had one, two categories earlier in the night, and then we got to the new show category, and they were giving out, I think it was like, they named three winners, this was an elementary school, and they named three elementary school new show winners, and we won one of them when I was in third grade. And that was just huge, and we, you know, were really surprised and shocked, and it was just, that was a big deal to us, to win that category. We were one of three winners, but to be one of three of the best new shows, daily new shows in our county, at the elementary school level, and they make it a big deal. They make that category kind of the, sort of the best picture award. I know there's the best in show award, but that is like the big category to win. Um, and so can you talk about kind of how, you know, this county has really made it a point for, you know, the, the broadcast that the schools put out to be good, to be of a good quality, to be something important for our schools to actually pay attention to and watch. Polk County does put a large emphasis on the Daily News Show category in the awards because they put a large emphasis on the power of the Daily News Show in every campus. Uh, their expectation is that students are watching a Daily News Show at least three times a week um, and preferably five times a week. And, of course, it depends on uh, the the capabilities of the school and the program. Um, but the video awards then, as you mentioned, put a very large emphasis on this category. It is, it's category one of ten, and we start from ten and work our way down to one throughout the night. So at the end of the night is when you get to the daily news show category. In fact, that category is um, schools are earning points throughout the night depending on how well they place uh, in each of the categories. Um, and most categories are worth up to five points. So uh, if you win the category, you get five points, and that, that kind of adds up. And at the end of the night, you have what's called the best in show, which is the school that has earned the most points throughout the night for how they place. But the daily news show category is actually worth seven points um, instead of five if you, if you win the top uh, level of that category because of, how, um, because of how much emphasis is placed on it. Um, and, and they give you a, a trophy, too. Now, I know they started doing smaller trophies for some of the other categories, but it, I know when I was in school, it used to just be the, the papers. You, know, you got certificates. It was a framed paper sure, certificate. Sure. Um, but you know, even when I was in elementary school, like that category, they gave you this big trophy. And not, not you as a person, but you as a program. Right. And so like, I just remember seeing our teacher carrying this big trophy, and we got to put it on our desk. And you know, that, was just a, that made it a big deal. Like, wow, this is important. Yeah, that's that's a part of the awards we didn't discuss is, is now they have, um, like the Academy Awards has the Oscar, uh, ITV a few years ago, instead of just giving a certificate for every category, um, they kind of scaled their trophies down, but they, they took their logo and they had a, a custom cutout acrylic of that logo put on a really nice uh, black um, uh, stand, right? And it's called the ITV Award. Uh, and and it, it's it's nice, and you get that for every category now. If you win that category, right? So not every school gets it. You but but you you want to have this. You know, at the end of the night, you want to have a little collection of of ITV awards um, that you can take back to your school. But you're right. The daily news show category has a little bit of a larger statue um, because that is such an important category. Um, one of the one of the neat things about that category is that now it does operate differently than any of the other categories in the awards. And that's something that actually I spearheaded, um, I don't know what it was, five or six years ago. Um, but the thought in my mind was that when you were in school and when I was in school, that category was still a competition category. So you were up against another school and you wanted to have the better daily news show. 
And the way they do that is they ask for the schools to enter to submit shows throughout the year, and then those shows are graded on the rubric that they, that, that they would provide. And the rubric looks for a number of different things for your show. It looks for the level of student involvement, how many students, not just in the ITV program, but how many students on your campus have you featured, how many segments have you put in the show, and how much are you learning? Are you learning at least five to ten different facts Every time you watch a daily news show, the music, the technical abilities, the, the framing, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of different aspects that Ruby looks for. But it used to be that this category was a competition like all the other ones. So there was one or two or maybe three or somewhat schools that would earn a best. And then below the best would be uh, other levels, right? Um, but one of the things that I spearheaded, I said, you know, when you're in band, uh, and you're going off for a band competition, they have superior, right? Superior, excellent, and, and, and so forth. And multiple schools can, be, can win superior. You want to be ranked superior. And you're not trying to be better than another school. You're just trying to be the best that you can be because you want the, the judges to rank you superior. And I said, for the daily news show category, because daily news shows are so, number one, they're so diverse. Every school is going to have a different type of show. They're going to be catering to a different type of audience. So for the judges to be able to, to judge that and compare one show to another is going to be very difficult when you have a very arts-based uh, arts school over here and a very agricultural school over here. And, and their shows are just going to look different. They're going to be catering to different audiences. Um, and at the same time, you had schools who wouldn't really try for that category because this school over here had had a daily news show that was established and that was winning all the time. And they just were always the best because they're just good at what they do. So you had schools that didn't try because they knew that even though they could be good, they couldn't win. So what I suggested was let's change this category so that instead of having a particular winner, every school has the opportunity to be ranked a superior news show. And now you're just trying to create the best show you can. And it's still very difficult to get the superior rating. Only a few schools get it every year. But you're not competing against any other school. And what that did is twofold. Number one, it... it, it, it it created a sense of every school trying to just make sure, help, right? Hey, let me, how can I, you know, you're struggling, let me help you out. Here's some things that I've learned about Daily News Show, right? But it also took those schools that were so um, tired of losing that category, right? They wouldn't try anymore. And all of a sudden, they were invested in it again. Because now it wasn't a matter of beating somebody else. It's just a matter of them being as, as great as they could be. Um, so you're right. There's, there's definitely a huge emphasis placed on the Daily News Show category, and the reason for that is because of how, but how great of an influence it has on the school on a daily basis. Yeah, and I think that's really important in any time that there's, you know, a, like this program, I think that was something they needed to identify early was that this, this is the most important thing that a program, that a, a school program can produce is their broadcast that they put forth for the entire school to see, whether it's on a daily basis, weekly basis, um, or what have you. But um, and so everything kind of really centers around that, and they you know they make that a big deal, but they also uh, you know make it a point to make sure that every school is motivated to um, to to produce the best you know quality work they can. And in addition to um, what you mentioned, as far as the the category, instead of just having the best um, and you know having the superior and excellent you know uh, uh, rating, so depending on how you score, what also makes it a little bit different from other contests that exist out there for for if you're looking to submit your new show out to something to be recognized, what makes this this program different for the schools here is it's not just one new show. It's no, not it's just, not just you don't just pick your one best show and like we're going to submit that show and get that show evaluated. 
I, I know when I, we were in school, it used to be five shows, and I think three of them were random shows at the time. And you picked your your two best shows that you wanted to submit. Your two um, your your two choice shows that you wanted to submit. But then there were three random shows throughout the year, and you'd have to submit those. You know, they, they'd say, hey, we need a show from last week, and we had to submit the show, whatever our best show was from the week before and submit that. Uh, I think they – did they do away with the random? I, it seems like now they just yeah. do – Now the county asks for the three – they have three points in the year. So in October, in December, and in February, you have to submit a show. Uh, and you know when those are coming. Yeah. Um, but it makes sure it, it ensures that you're doing your best work throughout the year and not does. just like, oh, it crap, does. we got to do two shows. I, I still think that the random show was a good idea because it did sort of test you when you don't know that it's coming. Are you still creating, you know, great content? Um, it was <laughs> super stressful for for the teachers, especially I think, because you know we you wanted to to make sure that you're getting great content, but the um, the rubric that that ITV places for their news show may not align perfectly with what your your principal or what your school wants they may you know they may have wanted you to do this feature that is great for your school but not necessarily and it takes up all the time in your show so you you know itv is looking for a number of things in one show so there, there, there were good and bad parts of having a random show only because like i said itv and the school itself can differ in what they're looking for but certainly you're right in the fact that asking and then grading multiple shows um is a powerful tool to see how the school is doing throughout the year instead of just taking the you know taking one show and going okay well you know hey we we pulled out all the stops to make this one great show and most of the time our show sucks you know that's that's not really a telltale factor of how well a school is doing and the the shows that have been produced out of this um, district both when we were in high school and you know what I see today um, are different than just the the kind of I, I guess more cookie cutter uh, you know, professional news shows that you might see students try to, to try to emulate. There's a lot of creativity usually involved, and that's just part of the culture of the county. Like it was kind of established, I guess, going back to you know, when we were in high school. That was kind of became you know, established was you know, creating shows that um, aren't necessarily just you know, the the professional news show that you would imagine. You know, okay, a student dressed in a shirt and tie, and you know, there's a, there are some shows that have these creative themes to them. They're on location right. and right. Um, they're unique in that way. So and this is a chance to kind of talk a little bit about what you have done as an advisor and kind of how you kind of use that as, some, as a, a learning tool for your students. Can you tell us about some of, just give us an example of like some of those creative opportunities that your students had to produce a show that was both, you know, it was an informative news broadcast, um, but it had some kind of film elements to it where it was this creative story being told. Yeah, we have had the opportunity to create some really fun news shows. And the the reason why our news shows are so fun and creative is because they do break the mold from what you'd expect when you sit down and watch the 6 o'clock news at night. Um, and that was done out of necessity in some aspects, but also just because we wanted to have fun. But when you've got an audience of high school students uh, or middle school or elementary, right, they're not necessarily an audience who wants to sit down and watch a traditional news show. That doesn't capture their interest. And so uh, the challenge and also the fun part for us was finding ways to 
present the news, like you said, right? But to do it in a creative way that captures their attention and kind of takes them on a journey. And almost as if by the end of it, it's like, it's like those, um, those vitamin C, uh, 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 those vitamin C gummies, you know, and they're sugary and they're like eating candy, but you didn't know, oh my gosh, I just got some vitamin C. That was good for me. You know what I mean? So it's, so it's almost like, you know, putting, you know, sugar coating your, your news show. So you, by the time the students are done watching, oh, I learned something. Uh, I didn't mean to learn anything. I just wanted to have fun. Right. Um, not saying that every school should do that, of course, but, but for us, it was always a great way to, to entertain the students and also provide um, information at the same time. We did, as in some examples, and we are, uh, you can see these on um, ignitiontelevision.com is where we put all of our shows and all of our you know, different competition entries. Um, we, we've done a variety of different things. We did a video game show one time where the two anchors uh, were at the beginning of the show, they found this old, uh, like, like the original Nintendo Right, and they had we, we made this ignition TV game cartridge, and they put it in and hit play, and and the 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 uh, little Nintendo unit kind of sucked the the anchors into the unit, and they they showed up on the TV, and they became their pixelated like eight bit versions of themselves, and so uh, the the and so the anchoring of that show was all animated, this eight bit, and they were walking around and doing different things that you can only do in a video game, um, and the, the anchors voiced over the the anchoring for the rest of the show and the segments in that show were about you know how video games can help people learn things like you know for it can help people like the dance video game can kind of get you up and get you active and those games that help you to learn music right um uh it also talked about uh there was a segment on there about full sail university which is uh close to orlando here and and how they have a video game design major um and then we had a kind of a word in the street talking about what stu- what video game students enjoy, whether they you know more classic games or more you know uh, current games. Um, and but all of that, so we try to theme our shows, but still learn things throughout that. We did one um, about uh, um, uh, areas you can get to around Lakeland or around Central Florida on one tank full of yeah. gas, and we called it TV on a tank or uh, ignition yes. TV on a tank full. Uh, which was inspired, you know, by by the 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 local news, and they had a segment just like that. Um, and so they went to uh, an escape room in Orlando, and they went to the Mosey Museum in Tampa. And then, of course, we talked to students on campus about the different areas in Central Florida that they like to explore. And that actually won first place at the state level for a news show. Um, but the anchoring was in a car. Right. And they, they were driving around and, and, and talking. And then a couple of the anchors would hop out of the car and go do a segment. And then they, you know, quote, you know, come back and and and, and keep going. Um, and, and there's there's so many examples of of the different show. We did one called Pedro the Science Bro, like a take off of Bill Nye the Science Guy. We did one Ignition TV uh, Mythbusters, you know, and it was a science based um, show we did you know we go to the zoo and did one there like ignition tv goes wild we did one uh like the man versus wild but it was called woman versus wild because the anchor was was one of our our ladies and she was out there and talking about how the school itself can be a jungle sometimes but how do you navigate and so the segments would come back to the school to talk about you know how do you navigate difficult classes or how do you you know navigate friendships and relationships and and so you you always thought we found ways to take the information that we wanted to present and put a creative wrapper around it based off of the the media that students are watching and that they're familiar with. Um, and it was a way to just kind of make every single show 
unique and spark an interest in the students and at the same time provide the information that we wanted to tell them. Yeah. Yeah. And some uh, other examples. I mean, even going back to, again, when I was in elementary school, we did, um, this is the one that stands out the most to me. It was a Dr. Seuss theme show. And so it was on, uh, I think at the anniversary of his birthday during Dr. Seuss week, and we did a Dr. Seuss theme show. And so me and one other kid were dressed as thing one and thing two and blue makeup, wig and all. And, and so that's how we anchored the show. Sure. Everything, you know, in, in when we were in high school, we did a, a Twilight. It was called a Twilight Zone parody. We were called Livewire Productions, so it was Livewire Zone. You did a, we did a soap opera theme show, um, and then uh, I really liked uh, one of the other ones that you, you you guys did that you didn't mention was um, a comic book. Show. Yeah, and yeah. I the really anchors, the anchors. Uh, you know, at the very you don't have a lot of time. The shows are eight minutes, so you got to kind of get right in the first ten to fifteen seconds. You have to kind of introduce the 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 shtick the theme of the show and yeah in our comic book show everything was kind of that had that posterized you know comic look and the anchors uh were in the science lab and they you know poured one vial of of, you know liquid into another and there was an explosion and all of a sudden one could you know had super speed and one could turn himself invisible and that took a little bit of graphic you know work as well you know so so the, the 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 anchoring almost becomes in essence, a little short film. And it takes a lot of special care. But it just, again, it makes the show so much fun. And the cool thing about these shows is when you come back to the anchors, they're continuing their story. So these superheroes, the anchors were, you know, in the next part after the first, after the intro, they, they had their, their capes and their masks. And, and then the next part, they were, you know, learning how to fight the bad guys. You see what I'm saying? So, so the shows kind of grow on you. Um, and then you just, like I said, you just put the information in between the anchors. But the anchoring itself is, is this little short film that, that the audiences have a lot of fun watching. And honestly, we have a lot of fun creating. And I'm trying to think of like a, a, an example uh, of what someone might see on TV that kind of resembles this. And I'm thinking almost like, um, you know, like I, I'm trying to think of maybe when I was younger and watching the Disney Channel and, um, and they would do these promotional pieces and you would have, I think it was called like movie surfers, but you'd have like their... Uh, they're reporters and they might do a piece like promoting a movie and but they would have these little skits kind of sure. in there or whatever and um, you know, I, well, I can't think of like another professional example where that, that kind of resembles one of the th- one of the reasons why you can't think of it is because it, in essence it's like when you're watching a TV show that has a story that you're really enjoying and characters that you're really enjoying right the TV show itself is the anchoring and the commercial breaks would be the segments and then, after, you know what I mean? Because the commercials are where you get all this people telling you what to do, you know. Um, so, and then, then once the commercials are over, you come back to the, to the show. Um, except, that it, it, of course, we're, this isn't commercials. But my point is that the, that the show itself, the anchors, are this, this entertaining aspect all on their own. And there's a lot of attention put into what the anchors are doing. They're not just sitting behind a desk transitioning from one segment to the next or from one package to the next. They are... Uh, doing a lot of creative work to to create an experience for the audience that you wouldn't expect in a daily news show. Yeah, and I do want to get into talking about the anchoring here in just a second, but before I do that, I so I think it's important for listeners to understand that this is you know everything you just described sounds like wow that just sounds kind of weird and a little crazy and a little silly and um, and it is kind of all of those things, but it's also very professionally done and right. all the same standards of. We're just talk, we're going to get into talking about anchoring. All the same standards of having um, you know, professional presence on camera uh, and of having good 
quality uh, camera work, good quality editing, and, and everything, and, and segments that are informative and good writing, all those same, same things happen. It's just a different, it's just all done differently. And it's, it's done in a way, and again, it's just part of the culture of this county. It's been established. Um, but I think it makes... I think it makes things a little more accessible for schools who are just starting. And, and I want to get you to kind of talk about this a second here is, you know, if I'm a new program, you know, we're maybe like a year or two old and we're looking at some of these other programs like, oh, wow, they do this amazing stuff. It's really hard to look at a school that does something, does like a really professional news show and does it on this set that just looks like what you would see on the local news. It's hard to look at that program and be like, oh, wow, we, 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 can, we, can try to, we can do that. We can emulate that because you see what they do and it's just, it just looks so unattainable. But when you see you know, something being done by a school that's you know, really creative and, and really unique, you can look at that and say, oh, wow, that's something I think that we can do because that doesn't require this fancy new set. It allows us to kind of be ourselves and do something unique to us and do something that's fun and creative. You know, that's something I think we can achieve. How did the, the culture of these you know, more creative new shows kind of help you motivate your students um, when you were trying to kind of get things going in this program? The culture of creating an environment in a classroom where the students are excited to create, right? Um, the, the way to do that is different for every teacher, of course. But uh, to, to give you a little bit of history, um, you and I went to the same high school and we were in the same program, uh, overlapped for uh, two or three years. And um, and I remember the the studio was not... In any in any way, we, we didn't have capable. a studio. We had a uh, right. closet and we, a green screen wall. We did, yeah. Our green screen. I, I would tell my students because they're very fortunate to have a you know two two big huge green screen walls. And I would tell them, you know, when I was in high school and we had a program like this, our green screen, if it wasn't even green, half of it was you know chipped away and and it was lit by a single hanging light bulb. So there was no even lighting. There was no you know uh, there no way you're going to get an even key. Um, and that was the extent of our studio. I think that we had a backdrop and a desk at one point, but like you said, the editing suites were a closet that just kept getting a little bit bigger every year. They'd knock down a wall and, oh good, a bigger closet. I will say it helped having the quantity of computers that we eventually ended up yeah. with. Like, so yeah. that, that helped a lot. And, but, and even, but even then, all the computers were different. You know, there were different models of iMacs and you know, this, you, you'd hope that this camera worked in this microphone where I remember I had my own microphone that I bought and nobody else could touch it because I wanted to make sure I had good audio, you know. And, um, so when you look at a school like that, you think, well, how can somebody like that compete against, like you said, a school that seems to have all the resources in the world? But, you know, what's interesting is at the at the at the county awards um, in my senior year, uh, we won seven of the 12 categories at the time. There were 12 categories. We won seven of them, you know, and that. So, so, and that was from a studio that didn't have nearly the same level of equipment as other areas in the county. But what we did is what you, you've just talked about is we, we thought, okay, we may not be able to look like what we're seeing from other schools and what we're seeing on the news at night, but we can be creative and have some fun and do something that's just if, as entertaining, if not even more so, and still accomplishes the goals that were that are set out by ITV because ITV doesn't say you have to have a show that looks like this. They're saying that whatever you do, it needs to have the technical um, proficiencies necessary, and then you need to feature students 
and, and give information. But how you do that is up to you. And like you mentioned, the creative shows that we've created here, uh, the technical aspects of those shows are a given. So we're going to have great audio. You're going to hear everything that everyone is saying. There's not going to be any bumps in the microphones or hisses. We're going to have great camera shots. We're going to pay attention to the rule of thirds and the lead and lead room and nose room and headroom and and we're going to pay attention to the lighting and the exposure and we're going to pay attention to the editing and 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 using appropriate transitions and lower thirds and all the different things that go into the technical. Those are given. And we're not compromising those just because we don't have a news set that's going to look like, you know, what we're seeing on television. Um, but for a school that's just trying to get out there and do something, it's not a matter of emulating everything that you see. It's a matter of saying, what can we do with what we have? And what we would always do when we went to do a creative show is we would try to think, okay, what information do we want to, what, what information do we want to convey in this show? And it, like, for instance, with the video game show, it was sort of themed. Oh, I'll give you a better example, actually. And this wasn't a news show, but this was one of our entries. It's called The Grammar Police, and it was a fun entry. But what we wanted to do is the, the category was about um, instructional academics and, and how to – in, in the video, in this category, you have to create a video that teaches the audience something. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to teach the audience some grammar right? Like it's versus it's, it's with an apostrophe versus it's without an apostrophe and they're there and there. And, and, uh, you know, people saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I am, you know, I am like, they, they have a great shot in football. They, they throw a ball and it's perfect. And oh, man, I am literally on fire. Well, no, you're not literally on fire. You're metaphorically on fire. You're right. Um, so we, what we did is we decided, okay, we want to teach grammar and we started there and then we went, okay, so how do we, how do we make that fun? Well, let's take these grammatical errors and put them on screen as if, you know, so, so if this is really what's happening, if you're literally on fire, what would somebody do? And so we, some guys, I am literally on fire. And someone comes up and douses him with a fire extinguisher, right? So we kind of took these things and kind of made them extreme. And then we thought, okay, well, now we've got these little sticks, these little, you know, mini skits going on. How do we connect them all? And then on top of that, we layered in like your, the, you know how Law and Order has the 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 segmented you know sort of titles in front of every you know bum bum and they had that that classic, um, and and so we 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 pulled that in and that was sort of the 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 wrapper that tied all these little skits together, and we had these two guys called the Grammar Police and we got these shirts off of Amazon for like you know nine bucks they say Grammar Police and they would go around and they were the enforcers of actually putting students in the literal situations that they were saying because they were misusing their grammar. Um, but the reason I gave you that example is because it's a way of taking that we started with information. We want to teach grammar. And then from there, we just found these creative wrappers to deliver that. And I think that that's what, what, what uh, teachers can do. Don't start with the look. Don't start with, with the visual aspects. Start with the information. Because that's the core, and if you start outward and build in, you're gonna you're 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 always gonna be focused on the wrong thing. Start inside. Figure out what information that you need to convey. Whether it's because you have a great sports team and you want to talk about sports, or your art class is doing something really neat, or there's a new academic initiative, or you're just wanting to teach the students a little bit more about the, you know, the the the, the periodic table, whatever it is, right? What information do you want to convey, and then from there, how can you do it? the best way possible, whether it's professional 
And, and by the way, I should say there's a difference between professional. Professional doesn't mean it isn't creative. You can do something very creative that's also done very professionally. So I don't like when people say professional and then the creative as if those two things are, are, are separate. I They're think not. I think I have seen some judges and some some sometimes when I, I've seen judges like I, or I've heard from other judges or other teachers, they will look at something that we're describing as creative and they might think, well, that seems kind of silly. And I, so that is, you know, that that's something that I, I see kind of, I guess, a prejudice that I've seen from other teachers is they'll, they see something like that as creative. Well, that's not a new show to me. And that's that's something that seems a little silly. Um, but again, it's like you said, it's about the information that's being presented. Right. And it's about your audience. Uh, the judges, if they're adults, they're, that's not your audience. You have to consider for us, uh, for, for this team at Ignition TV, our audience are high school students. So what is going to capture them? That's the, that's the biggest aspect of this. It's not a matter of impressing the judges. It's a matter of getting your school to pay attention. Yeah. That's so important. Um, and just to clarify, if everything we're just describing, these creative new shows, they, they take a little extra time to do. Like they they're, do. they're not something that, that you do on a regular basis. Like you have a daily show that you put together, and, and sometimes that show is a little, I guess, not just a little more mundane, or you know, you know, a daily episode might be a little more just ordinary, but these more creative shows are something you do on you know, maybe a monthly or bi monthly basis or something. Sure. And so they do take a little bit more time. They, they, you put, you know, I mean, what would you say, like you know, a few weeks at least into you know, kind of planning and organizing all of this. So just, just so that teachers aren't looking at this and thinking, wow, how would we do that in a day? Well, you don't do it in a day. You kind of plan ahead and work towards it over time. Right. These creative shows do take a lot of time. Um, so they are not a representation of what we do every day. And, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, of course, is the time factor. There's a lot that goes into producing them. So uh, a show that you might see as, as one of our competition level shows where we kind of we, we do, uh, you know, throw in a lot of creative things um, may take about a month to create from planning all the way through, sometimes a little bit less. It depends on, you know, what, what else is going on. Sometimes we, we just find ourselves with, you know, running out of time. Um, but yeah, it, it, they, too, they do take a while. Uh, but we, we still try to create great content every day. But we have multiple levels of classes. So there's not just one TV class. There's, I, I teach a, a TV class all day. And so I have three beginning levels of classes and then one uh, like a level two intermediate and then I have uh, two advanced classes that are that are all the upper level students. So, you know, when you're giving the opportunities for students at your various levels to create your news show, they're not all going to be the best. And that doesn't mean that you can't still submit your best when if, you, if there's a competition in your area. You don't want to say, okay, well, you know, we don't make a show like this every day, so let me submit one that's kind of blah and then one that's great. I mean, no, it's, they're asking what can you do, you know what I mean? But, but back to the creation of these shows, um, what we would do is we would set, and, and other teachers uh, sort of inspired this as well. Uh, when I started teaching, I would ask, okay, how do you do it? Monday through Thursday, if they did a show every day, right? Monday through Thursday would be sort of their their basic shows. And that would give their inexperienced TV students an opportunity to create and to be on the air. And, and not everything was perfect, but that's okay. They're learning. They're students. And then every Friday would be their their big show, right? This was the time when their advanced crew would be on air and, and pulling out all the stops and doing everything they could do. Uh, and, and that's important because 
you need to give your beginners and, and, and your less experienced students an opportunity to try and to succeed or fail, but you need to give them an opportunity to try. And inherently, that means that not every show that you put out there is going to be the absolute best show ever. Um, but that's why you have like an A crew and a B crew and a C crew is because you got to get there somehow. They have to have the experience. One of the other things, though, that I think is, and we just talked about this, is the anchoring. The thing that I think is, is really important for a new advisor to really put some emphasis on, and this is what the Polk County Video Awards emphasizes quite a bit, more so than any other competition I've seen, is, is the quality of the, the, the on-camera presence of the students that you know are anchoring your broadcast. Because having students who like show that enthusiasm on camera, who really you know, capture your audience. I, I, I always see the anchors as the gatekeepers to your audience. You know, like if you don't have anchors that are going to grab the attention of the people who are watching, particularly a high school audience, I mean, that, you know, that's hard enough to grab their attention as it is. You need to have people who are really going to engage them on camera. Um, and this program, back to its inception, in its inception in the 90s, has really done that. Let's play this clip of Mr. Yates really quick, talking about the, the, the value of the people that are on camera. So it was, it was easy to see that... Um, there are many different kinds of videos in the field, and, and jobs and, and expertise and tracks were beginning to develop for those areas. Music videos are an industry, you know, right? So, and, and documentaries represent a separate industry. Commercials represent a separate industry within the field. There are people who develop expertise. Um, and it, I, I just remember what, what I was taught, and then it was reinforced by the, uh, the people at the TV stations when I was working on the news show rubric about um, how do you increase your ratings. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it doesn't matter if your production quality is through the roof, but nobody's watching your show. Right. Who cares, right? All right, so the bottom line with media uh, is that what do we care the most about? It's people. We care. So, so like in our documentary category, I always tell our students, look, um, you can focus on an issue if you want. Let's say the homeless or let's say um, uh, autism or whatever the issue that you want to face, uh, becoming a senior, you know, the aging of the population. But I said, you need to make the focus of your documentary a person or a group of people because that's what we care about the most. What we're drawn into when we watch movies is it's the person, right? It, 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 it's what happens to the, to the hero or to the villain. Mm -hmm. And we know, we know from market research, and I did my internship for my master's degree at Channel 8, and there was a reporter there named Bob Height, yep, and, and a lady next to him who's still there, Gail Searens. People would tune in to watch because they either felt comfortable with, they liked them, there was some kind of connection mm -hmm. with those anchors. So that's really how the anchors started being a separate uh, thing. And, and I saw in the early years of our own contest that, um, I mean, the video I just showed mm -hmm. you, Kevin, it's cute kids at the elementary level. And they don't have to be clowning right. or singing, but they make or break the show. You have to have journalism and you want smooth editing and you want decent lighting and camera work, but the anchors, their charisma, their personality, your ability as a viewer to connect with them 
is so critical that it was kind of obvious. We've had anchor categories from the beginning because, like I said, between the research and what was what really stood out was that hey, and 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 again we go back to the Academy Awards. They've always had best actor and best actress. Mm-hmm. We talk about uh, uh, segments of interest, mm-hmm. getting lots of students on camera. Those are right. things that yeah, I saw those. In there. Yeah, those are things that are motivational. If you see yourself or a friend on camera, you're more likely to want to watch. Whether it's an interview or just footage of the game or something like that. So Andrew, anchoring, um, it's just it's a really big deal. This county has. The, of the 10 categories that are recognized at, this, at the, the Polk County Video Awards, there are three categories that are specifically focused on anchoring. Now, I haven't seen anything else that really kind of gets to the depth that these do. There are, like, I know when we go to our state convention, there's, um, there is a category that we could submit to. There's a, a talent demo reel category. So a student can put together, like, a two-minute talent demo reel. Um, or there's a, I know there's an on-the-spot contest where the students go in and they sit at a desk and they read from a teleprompter, and then the judge evaluates how well they perform you know, with that script. But with the anchoring categories, what you have to do is submit multiple clips, and that's you know that's a big thing. That's not something that I see a lot of other contest competitions really promote. Is hey, you don't just submit highlights, you don't just submit a clip of yourself. You have to submit. Is it, is it 10 clips or they reduced it to five? I think it used to be 10, they've reduced it to five. So it's five clips of your work from throughout the year. And, and sending in those clips, um, they really wanna see on-camera presence, right? They wanna, they wanna see how well you perform on-camera. Um, and so it really kind of promotes this idea of doing segments where your anchors are in front of the camera a little bit more. You know, I mean, usually you might see a, in a reporting segment, you might see a reporter stand up. And then so that, that person appears in front of the camera for like two sentences. But, um, but I think what this county has really promoted is the idea of seeing your students on camera more and having them really engage with their audience. I would tell any new advisor that uh, actually there's two things I guess I tell them. I tell them, number one, don't worry so much about the studio get out in the field and try to you know, produce stuff out in the field because that's where things are happening. Get your students out in the field. But the other thing I tell them is make sure that you've got people on camera who can you know, are capable of, of being on camera and performing on camera. Um, I guess tell us a bit about how that is really emphasized in this district and how the anchoring categories, having separate award categories specifically. There's a male solo category, a female solo category, and an announcing team category. Um, how you find that to be influential. The anchoring categories and the video awards do help to make the emphasis on the presentation of students on camera come to the forefront uh, whenever you're thinking about how to create a show. Um, As you mentioned, I mean, you you already talked a lot about this. It, It just makes us aware of how powerful these 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 people these faces right who are anchoring holding down the show um how powerful that that influence is um the anchors are the first thing you see when the show starts and they're the last thing you see when the show ends so they become in essence for those you know 5 10 15 however long your show is they are the face of your program and for anybody else who's watching the show who's not from the school they are somewhat the face of the school itself right um so it's really important that these people are professional. Uh, that doesn't mean they're not having fun, again. 
but that they, and they, in fact, I would argue it's important that they are having. Fun. Yeah, they they should exactly. They they should have fun. They should look like they're enjoying you know what they're doing. They shouldn't. Hi, welcome. This is Ignition TV, and today on our show we have some segments about you know that that nobody wants to watch that. Um, so the anchors need to be vivacious and 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 and, and just enjoying what they're doing because when they like what they're doing and then the audience is captured by that you can't help but but be drawn in to whatever it is that the show is about um like we talked about earlier with our creative shows it's sometimes it's it's fun to where the segments are not the only creative and entertaining thing in the show you want to get back to the anchors because the anchors are so fun to watch um and the awards help to celebrate that as you mentioned the Male, phone, male uh, solo, uh, female solo, and anchoring team. Each of those three categories require that the the entrant from the school submit five clips, uh, and there there's no limit on the length of the clip, but there is a limit on the length of the reel as a whole. So that way, some clips can be longer than others. But but overall, I think for male solo and female solo, they have 13 minutes. I think maybe 14 minutes. And then anchoring team has 15 minutes or it's somewhere around there, right? Um, and what we try to do is, is at Ignition TV, we've, we've found a lot of success in those categories by having the anchors, by submitting clips that are not just of them anchoring a news show. So sometimes, like for instance, uh, sometimes we'll, for male solo or female solo, they will anchor a show or two and they'll do one on location and they'll do one on the school. But they'll also submit a, a segment, and one segment will be very informative and educational. One segment will be very interactive, like they've gone to the Kennedy Space Center, or uh, we've had a student who's gone through SWAT training. We've had a student um, who uh, has uh, create like gone to a, like a chocolate factory and made chocolate. We've had you know we, we we have these students who are going and doing these really interactive things, right? And so that'll be part of the clips that they that they put on there. Uh, I've had students in the past with some really great musical ability. And so they'll take a popular song and rewrite it and create an adaption with some new lyrics that are more tuned towards education. They took, um, uh, I had, I had two guys who took, um, uh, the, uh, Bruno Mars, um, uh, what was it? Uh, what is his song? Finesse? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That was this year. I had a female solo and she took Bruno Mars's song finesse and changed it to success and talked about being successful in school. Um, and uh, I had, uh, but Bruno Mars actually seems to be one of the more popular, at least at the moment, artists that my students like to take and change the lyrics of. They didn't want about graduation. And uh, so they'll submit those. But the anchoring categories are a chance for the anchors to not just show off their skills uh, in front of a camera when it comes time to anchor a show, but also their reporting skills, their journalism skills, and then their entertaining, entertainment skills as well. But all of it still revolves around the school and education. So everything that they're doing is, is still has a tie back to the, the central focus of our news show, which is to, in, which is to, to inform. Yeah, and a big part of the the rubric that they're judged on is versatility. Like that's a that's a part of the rubric is, is wanting to see huge. these anchors not just behind a desk for five clips that you submit. Right. Like you want to see them in different settings, doing a variety of things. And I, I know when we were in high school, we did we like we did some segments. They were you know they were well structured and written segments, but sometimes they were 
you, 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 once you got to the end of it, you, you realize, oh, that segment didn't really have a, a point or purpose. Sometimes we did a couple things where it was just a creative sketch maybe, um, but you know, it was presented professionally, but it wasn't, I know at least speaking for me, there were a couple things we did that were uh, not so informative, but just kind of a, more of a sketch. Um, but it gave us a chance to show off our versatility and to show off our on-camera ability because that's really kind of what they're also being judged on is, is their ability to capture an audience right. and whatever they're presenting to that audience. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I just, I, I think that that's just such a huge thing and, and such an important thing that this county has really emphasized and what's allowed some of this, the work of these programs to flourish. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're telling students or giving students an opportunity to show off so many different skills, right? Not only in their presentation, but like you said, in their ability to act and to have fun or sometimes to sing and you know this. Um, and that's a rare opportunity. That, that, I think that's, that, that's, a, that's a chance that a lot of students who would enter into this sort of field wouldn't get. You know, you've got, oftentimes the arts are compared with, with athletics, you know, but, 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 but you've got, you know, your, your, uh, your star players who get that sort of, how can I show up my skills? And everybody's watching them. Um, and this is a chance for, you know, in, in some ways, your star, you know, players to really show off what they can do. And it, it's okay because it motivates other people to to also develop their skills. All right, so let's kind of start to, I guess, wrap this up a little bit. Um, so first of all, Andrew, we mentioned, I mentioned way back at the beginning of this that you uh, were moving on from your program. So you've taught for nine years now and moving on. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're, you're moving on to, to doing now after, in life after teaching? Well, you know, I, I am moving on. Um, I am still teaching television production, though. Uh, I, I will, you know, still be teaching workshops in the county, and um, I am adjuncting at a local university, and I'm teaching broadcast there as well as the. You're going to mention that Southeastern yeah, University. Southeastern You've university got, you guys have a, a pretty cool program. Yeah. yeah, it's an Assembly of God University, a private university in Lakeland, Florida, but it has an absolutely wonderful broadcast program and film program. Um, and uh, so I, I'm adjuncting there. We, we uh, create a, a couple of national broadcasts, one of which I am now advisor over, which is kind of neat because I went there as a student and created the show from scratch that I am now coming back and, and, and have been put as the advisor of. So that's, that's really fun uh, to be there. So I'm going to be continuing to work in broadcast in that aspect as far as education is concerned. Um, and then, you know, as far as my main career, I'm moving into a more technical field. Uh, working for a company that will uh, still have me doing a lot of media and things. So they they want to they want to take what they're doing um, national. Uh, it is national, but they want to take what they're doing and create curriculum and media that will be able to reach more people, so that more people can 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 get excited about what they're doing. And so that's why they're bringing me on is because I have a background in media and in education. So maybe stepping out of the high school classroom, but that doesn't mean I'm stepping out of teaching people or using these skills to uh, to create content. Um, yeah, but these last nine years have been just the best. <laughs> there's a lot. There's been a lot of ups and downs. I've learned a lot as an advisor, uh, and I still am excited about you know sharing that with other people. And. You, you plugged your, your website. You said ignitiontelevision.com if, if anyone wants to check out what any of your program has done. Um, 
where can anyone who, you know, everything we just talked about in relation to the Polk County Video Awards, if someone's like, all right, I want to check this out, I want to see a little bit more about this, where can they go and how can they? Yeah, the best way to find out what ITV is doing is uh, ITV does have a website uh, connected to our, our county's website. I, it's it's changed recently, so I I can't quote it for you perfectly. I know that if you want to look at just Polk County Schools, it's polkschoolsfl.com. Net, I believe, or dot com. I don't know. They, they, dot net, net. But but the best way to look at ITV in particular is to look it up on YouTube because they they've been able to publish uh, just an extraordinary amount of not only their their ceremonies but also the entries that are winning. And so you can YouTube search for Polk County Instructional Television, and you'll find their page there. Uh, and it's a the the logo is a lo- it's a clapboard you know sort of logo with with the ITV and. And you'll be able to look at just a, a huge number of competition uh, winning entries. And again, when you see this, you're not only seeing what's winning at the Polk County level, but you're seeing entries that could easily win at the state and the national level too because of, uh, because of what has been created here and the level of, of content that is being created in Polk County. If you can win at Polk County, you can, you can win everywhere. <laughs> This is something that I, I, when there's a new advisor, again, that's starting, and, and if they're something, I, I, I try to tell them about this program because I think this program is really helpful to anyone who's trying to start a program because you've got a culture around you that promotes success. It's really hard when you're on an island and you're, this, you know, you're doing this all by yourself. And I think what having an ITV department at the county, which you know, I, I, I can't imagine very many districts really afford that, um, not just across our state, but across the country. It's, it's probably a very rare thing. That's helpful. Um, but having this, this competition program kind of breeds this culture where you're aware of what's happening at the other schools. You know who these other teachers are. These other teachers know you, but also the students know each other. The students are learning who the students are at other schools. They're paying attention to what these other schools are doing, and they're learning from that. So it's it's kind of this idea that it takes a village to really teach and educate students. Like it's not just all coming from you. It's not just all relying on you. It's this whole culture of this this county being interconnected, um, and these programs kind of uh, looking up to each other for what it is that they're doing. Um, so one last thing I'd like you to answer is what would you want to after your nine years of experience now, what would you want to tell a new advisor? What, and this could just be any sort of generic advice, but what would you, if you had a new advisor, um, whether it's the new person that ends up coming into this position or just anyone anywhere, if there's someone that's like starting at a new school and they're trying to figure out this whole being a broadcast teacher thing and what to do, what advice would you want to give them? What would you want them to know? And that, I know there's a number of things, but what's kind of, what would be the, the, the primary thing that you would really want to be able to tell them and for them to, to know and understand. Sure. Um, I, I do want to speak just for a moment on what you talked about as far as the community Absolutely. aspect. And this is for two reasons. Number one, because I think it's important. And number two, it'll give me a chance to, to think about the really difficult question you just asked. Yeah, I didn't give that one to you in um, advance as, as part of the no, outline. So, but so. but it, the, the when you consider the fact that almost every high school has a football program, right? They, they, the football and, and sports are, are so essential to so many high schools, right? And, and it becomes, um, it becomes uh, just this this community sort of right uh, outing almost every Friday night. You got communities going to football games, um, and the reason why football is so exciting is because it's not one school that does it. 
all the schools do it. So they're playing against each other and they want to be the best, which is promoting every single school to pour in what they can to make their program as good as it can be and to get the best players and to get the best coaches. See what I'm saying, right? That's what you can do with ITV. And it, it looks a little bit different, of course. You don't have a whole bunch of people in the stands watching a big monitor with a show on it. But when you t take something like this and invest it in every school, then you're going to create this community of people who are not just striving to do the best at their school, but striving to do the best overall. That's what the awards do. Uh, and, and that's what can be done in any district. But I think that the important part is the value of a broadcast program. Because students need to know what's going on on campus, and they need to know what's going on in their community. And at the same time, teachers, administrators, and community leaders and district leaders need to be able to have a way to give information to students that they're going to actually you know, take. So why not put that essential necessity into the hands of students so at the same time as you're doing something that's necessary – right? You're also giving students the opportunity to create and to learn how to be professional journalists and professional broadcasters and professional filmmakers. It's a win-win situation because it, it accomplishes a goal that the district and the, and the schools need to do anyway. So you might as well have fun with it and give students the opportunity to, to learn these things that can take them forward into a career. And now, you know, you've got this powerful program uh, instead of just somebody speaking over an intercom, and today in the, in the digital world that we live in today, where you can you know you can get a complete package of of equipment for a fraction of the cost that it used to be, and then distribute everything on YouTube or Vimeo, you know, uh, a Vimeo membership for the whole year is under a hundred bucks, and you can upload you know a show every day and not run out of room. I mean, it's great. You didn't have that when we were in high school. We didn't have that. Now, YouTube so, had just started. YouTube had just started, and yeah, and and so when you think about all the tools available that that are just waiting to be used for schools to to embrace technology, but use technology in a way that benefits the school, right? It, it's just a no brainer that that a program like this can can do wonders. And as far as your question about the advice that I would give to a new ITV teacher, you know, I, I think that the singular piece of advice, if I had to choose one, would be sort of like a um, – would be this, to ask for advice. Because there's not a particular piece of advice that I can give one person that's going to unlock, you know, everything that they need to know. Um but I learned by watching others, and I learned by, uh, by looking at, by, by relying on the experiences that I had as a student, uh, but also by talking to other ITV teachers and finding out how are you successful, what do you do in your classrooms, and then adopting that. Because no program is going to be exactly like yours. You're going to have to create something special and something unique that works for you. And I went through a number of different um, instances of, of, of how to grade, of how to organize shows. And, and we didn't get to talk about, you know, much of that. And maybe one day we will, because there, there's a lot that I've learned from this. But um, it, it's just a matter of don't, don't put yourself on an island, right? Reach out to other advisors, listen to programs like this, which of course wasn't around when I was, you know, starting to teach and it wasn't around when you were starting to teach. That's why you created it is so that teachers would have that. I don't even know of, if I knew what a podcast was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
teachers would have that kind of resource. Um, so for new advisors, uh, you know, just don't, don't put yourself on an island. Reach out, learn, and don't be afraid to fail as an advisor because failing, I think, is the wrong word actually for that. Um, don't be afraid to, to let your students make mistakes because as long as they're learning from their mistakes and as long as you're learning, then, then you're growing as a program and no program is going to be perfect right out of the gate. Um, but don't wait for it to be perfect before you start that broadcast. Just go for it. Your students will learn from their mistakes, and, and you will too, and that's okay. Yeah, um, and I definitely think the community aspect that you were talking about, if, if it doesn't exist in your county, like I would, I, I would encourage a new advisor to consider, you know, like try to start that. Try to get that started yourself. Try to see if you can, form, you know, you can create those connections. And if a program like this just seems like, wow, this seems like a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. It, it, right. it takes a team of people to put it together. Um, try to see if you could you know, get it, those around you like, hey, here's an idea. What if we can start our own thing locally um, that would kind of encourage what we want to see our programs achieve? Well, and the state of Florida has curriculum and it has programs that you can adopt. And now you don't need a television in every classroom to do this because you can put your shows online and teachers can pull it up right on their laptop. And most teachers have at least a computer connected to a screen in their classroom. So as long as you've got a computer and a screen, everybody can watch it and your community can watch it and your parents can watch it. You can put it on your website and it just takes, you know, a camera, a microphone, a tripod and somebody willing to willing to get you know to get on camera and have some fun uh and it just grows from there so um and as you've said and as we've said it doesn't take a studio it doesn't take a professional news desk you can go out on your campus and make some incredible stuff and never even see the inside of a television studio or a green screen it doesn't matter you know you can make some great stuff it's all about what are you going to put into it and what you put into it is is all that matters. Don't worry about the equipment. I mean, honestly, we had one camera that worked when we were in high school, you know, and and, and half the time that the tapes would jam. But we were having fun. And we we didn't focus on what we didn't have. We focused on what we could do with it. And we did some some pretty amazing things. I think everyone can learn from that. Very cool. Andrea, I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Um, and again, encourage everyone to check out not just ignitiontelevision.com, but, but go on and look for uh, Polk County Instructional Television. It's Polk County ITV. Um, they've got a, a YouTube channel. Uh, they've got a website, uh, which I'll try to plug here in the closing after I've looked up what the URL is. Um, but, but check it out because there's some amazing stuff that comes from you know what's, what's kind of deemed a rural district. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of just in between two major cities. Um, but there's some amazing stuff that comes from this, this district that you wouldn't necessarily expect to, to come from it um, if you're not familiar with the local area. And so uh, check it out. Uh, I think especially if you're a new teacher, you're looking for something different and unique that can kind of spark uh, uh, creativity and inspire students. Um, highly recommend you go on and, and look for that. So uh, again, thank you, Andrew. And yeah. And so that website is itv.polk-fl.net. Again, that's itv.polk-fl.net. 
They've redone it lately and it doesn't look like it has been fully built with some of the things that they've set up, but you can find a good amount of information about what they do for their county awards and a bit about their ITV department. Nearly all of the previous ceremonies are on YouTube going back to 1996. Uh, take a look at one of them just to see for yourself what they do for that event. Uh, if you just type Polk County Video Awards into the search box on YouTube, you'll see their channel come up. Uh, to come back to something I briefly mentioned at the start of this episode, in my second year of teaching, I did attempt to start something like this in the district where I teach. I organized the contest categories and judging and planned the ceremony mostly all on my own. I had another teacher working with me for the first year, but then she couldn't after that, and I didn't really have the interest and buy-in from most of the other teachers in my district. I kind of took on a if-you-build-it-they-will-come mentality and figured if I did all the work and, hey, it's free to enter, that all the other schools would send in their entries and voila, we'd be off and going. But after a year three of doing that, I just wasn't getting a lot of participation. Out of nine high schools, only four sent in more than one entry, and only one other school other than my own even sent entries in to more than half of the categories. So it was mostly three or four entries per category. And because of that, it just wasn't fostering a sense of competition, nor was it fostering the community I wanted it to. So like I said in my conversation with Andrew, it doesn't necessarily take a whole department to do something like this, but it takes a team of teachers all partially invested to make it work, and I didn't have that. Ultimately, I suspended the program I had started after three years. Uh, my priority as a teacher is what's in the best interest of my program's overall health. I had thought doing this event at the county level would be good for my program, but I was pouring so much of myself into it without buy-in from other schools. It took a lot of me and wasn't giving back to my students or other students in the way that I wanted it to. But it doesn't mean you can't do it within your own area. Have that conversation with other teachers and get them on board. If you want some ideas from what I attempted to do, you can visit seminaltvawards.weebly.com. Again, that's seminaltvawards.weebly.com. Weebly is W-E-E-B-L-Y. And I have a lot of content still up there that you can go check out. So. Thanks for getting all the way to the end of this monster of an episode. It was longer than some movies, but I hope it was valuable to you. I'll catch you guys back here for my next conversation. No guarantees, but should be sometime before Christmas. I hope your year has started well, and happy Halloween, y'all.